Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. Well, that didn't take long. Regular listeners may recall recent episodes of the Electronic Cottage, which discussed some of the possible digital implications of the Supreme Court's recent overturning of Roe v. Wade. One of the possibilities we discussed was the use of online personal information and even trolling of people's social media accounts by authorities looking to get evidence of women violating state abortion law restrictions. The big question at that point was which state would be the first to abuse users' online personal privacy in that pursuit. Pretty much anyone who pays attention to the news these days now has the answer. The winner, if we can use that word, is Nebraska. The loser is a 17-year-old named Celeste Burgess and her mom. We won't go into many details of their case here. There are plenty of places to find details online or in major newspapers or news programs. The point for us is that a detective became suspicious when Celeste and her mother buried a stillborn child. He thus interviewed Celeste about when her miscarriage happened and noticed that she consulted her Facebook Messenger account to find the exact date. At this point, you can probably see where this is going. Facebook Messenger, as many Facebook users know, is a private messaging application provided through Facebook, or now Meta. For months, possibly even years, Facebook has been promising that it was going to provide end-to-end encryption of those private messenger communications. But Facebook never quite got around to doing so. The detective, whose name, by the way, is Ben McBride, seeing Celeste checking her messenger account, figured that there might be important information on Facebook servers. So he got a subpoena and went to Meta, you know, Facebook, demanding her personal message data, and he asked them not to let her know that he was looking at her data because, he said, she might destroy evidence. Well, it turned out that there were messages between Celeste and her mother that Meta turned over to the police that indicated that her mother had helped Celeste to get mail-order abortion pills. As a result, they were both arrested and charged with misdemeanors and felonies. Their trial is scheduled for October. Interestingly, a week or so after this transpired, Meta announced that it was, in fact, finally implementing end-to-end encryption for Facebook Messenger messages. If that had happened somewhat previously, the messages that caused the arrest and indictment of Celeste and her mother would have been, assuming that Facebook did a good job on encryption, unreadable by the detective. So why are we talking about this today? Put simply, the advice to never put or send anything on or through the web that we wouldn't want disclosed to the world is even more urgent since the Supreme Court's recent decision. That's something for us as individuals to be aware of. But what's the story with the tech firms and data brokers who are collecting and selling information about us to pretty much anybody with a fat wallet? Well, it was very bad before. And now, for pregnant women seeking an abortion and the people who support them, things are a lot worse despite the lip service that some tech firms are paying to privacy around the subject of abortion. To see what's really going on these days, Gizmodo, on July 30th, 2022, published the results of research they'd done 
on whether it was still possible to purchase information about women who might be pregnant and perhaps seeking an abortion. The answer is incredibly disturbing. Recall that in several states already, and probably in more to come, laws have been passed that give individual people the right to sue those who have had or have aided someone in obtaining an abortion, often for serious money, $10,000 in Texas, for example. Here's part of what Gizmodo found, quote, Thanks to the Supreme Court's decision to overthrow Roe v. Wade, a good chunk of the nation's police and private citizens can go after people seeking abortions and the doctors that would serve them if there's enough evidence. And in 2022, there is plenty of data to go around and plenty of players willing to pawn it off if the price is right. A Gizmodo investigation into some of the nation's biggest data brokers found more than two dozen promoting access to data sets containing digital information on millions of pregnant and potentially pregnant people across the country. At least one of those companies also offered a large catalog of people who were using the same sorts of birth control that's being targeted by more restrictive states right now. In total, Gizmodo identified 32 different brokers across the U.S. selling access to the unique mobile IDs of some 2.9 billion profiles of people pegged as, quote, actively pregnant or, quote, shopping for maternity products. Also on the market, data on 478 million customer profiles labeled, quote, interested in pregnancy, or, quote, intending to become pregnant, end quote. Not very encouraging if a woman or family might feel they need to terminate a pregnancy. And what did Meta have to say about their finally implementing encryption on Facebook Messenger after Celeste and her mom were arrested? Oh, well, according to Meta, it's just a coincidence, of course. How are other tech giants doing? Well, just for fun, type abortion provider into Google Maps and see what you get. On average, about 25% of the results will not be abortion clinics at all, but organizations that are against abortion and that try to identify women looking for help and then try to pressure them into carrying to term. In short, for those looking to obtain an abortion, the web is a very dangerous place in the wake of the Supreme Court's decision. In the words of the New York Times, quote, the sheer amount of tech tools and knowledge required to discreetly seek an abortion underlines how wide open we are to surveillance, end quote. That is, of course, true for all of us in general, but it is particularly true for women and their supporters trying to make an important personal choice and carry it out. We'll put some links to the stories mentioned in today's program, as well as links to tools that enable us to use the web with at least a modicum of privacy. But even with the benefit of tech privacy tools, it is wise to be very, very careful on the web. And we'll keep trying to reinforce that fact right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage.